Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday. We begin in Alabama, and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues, and we're in Nolens, home of my New Orleans Saints. Our guest today, Terrence and the Fortress, and we'll talk with Terrence and Brian, the keyboardist, in just a moment after I talk about this. This is really for ladies, not exclusively, but pretty much. Ladies, you don't really need big promises. You need results. Simple Beauty Retinol Moisturizer contains only the best ingredients for your skin. It doesn't contain unnecessary ingredients that may cause further skin issues. Specifically formulated, the Retinol Moisturizer helps reduce the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, making the skin appear younger, softer, smoother. A powerful combination of antioxidants, vitamin A, C, B5, and E, all fight premature aging by blocking DNA-damaging free radicals and promoting softness and elasticity. They contain natural ingredients like aloe vera, jojoba oil, rose water, sunflower oil, which are all great for alleviating a variety of different skin conditions. Simple Beauty Retinol Moisturizer. It's available at simplebeautyskincare.com. It simply works. So Terrence and the Fortress. Uh, New Orleans, are you both from New Orleans originally or... Yes, I am. Yes. I'm Terrence, and yes, I am a native, New Orleanian. Uh, is that how it is? New Orleanian. I never heard that before. Okay, now I know. <laughs> I was today years old when I learned that. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian Toval, you're the keyboard player. Are you, uh, you've been with Terrence the longest, or what's what's the deal there? Oh, Terrence and I basically put the business plan together and the band together. Oh, I got you. Okay. Brian, how long have you been playing? Wow, that's, uh, I've been playing, well, I've been involved with music since elementary school, but I switched over to keyboards when I got to senior high school. I'm 60-something, so 40, 50 years I've been dabbling. Wow. What were you playing before then? I played clarinet. I was Woodman major. Uh, I actually went to scholar, got a scholarship for, for college on Woodman's, but then I changed over and I ended up being a medical technologist and then a project manager, business analyst. And then when I retired, I decided I wanted to play music and I met Terrence and we kind of had the same ideas with cool. being a lawyer, except I've already, so we got together, we put together this business plan. We got some great guys and we did a band and, and terrence you're an attorney for 30 years correct i am yes and can't wait to retire i love the law but um 30 years is a long time to do one thing yeah. so it should step out and broaden my horizon uh how long have you been singing out other than you know singing in court well um <laughs> yeah how long have been well it, it's interesting i actually always had a love for music Mm -hmm. My parents used to play music. That was our alarm in the morning to wake up for school. Uh -huh. So listening to Gladys Knight, Aretha Franklin, um, they would provide all kinds of music. We were exposed to everything, jazz, blues. I remember even having Sonny and Cher. Um, uh -huh. the banana, remember the, the cartoon, the banana splits? Well, anyway, we had the album. We had the singing nuns. So we were singing in French. We didn't know what we were singing, but we were just singing along oh. to this. What was, that, what was that song? Dominique, right? Dominique. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Ave Maria. What was that? <laughs> HR Puffin stuff? Was that part of your, your musical yes. genre? Yeah. Talked to a guy oh yesterday and he was inspired by the Partridge family. I didn't know about that. I he was five years that. old, watched the Partridge family, saw David Cassidy got all the girls and played guitar and could sing. He said, That's what I want, man. But um, but yeah, we grew up listening to music and I can remember as a kid I'm lying on the floor with a transistor radio on my stomach, and uh -huh. I would change the channel going from WBOK to WYLD to WTIX. So that was just like all kinds of music, soul, uh -huh. uh, rock, jazz, you name it. So I was like, I was into it all. And, and what I love about being exposed to different genres is that we just carried it over to Terrence and the Fortress. We're a mixed genre band. Yes, you guys cover everything. But you don't cover your your style covers everything, right? Yes, yes. So yes. who does the writing? Who does the arranging? Well, for Magical Ride, um, that was a collaboration with the entire group. Our, um, of course, our keyboardist Brian Tovall mm -hmm. uh, presented to the band a foundation. He had some beats and general music, and he brought it to the band one day and said, "Hey guys, what do y'all think about this? And do y'all want to help develop it?" So everybody had a role in it. We have um, JB, uh, his real name is John, uh, Joe Burrell, who is our bassist. He had a role. Sean Vappy, our trumpeter, guitar player, and vocalist. Uh, Jerry Cambry, our guitarist, drummer, and vocalist. Terrence, our drummer and vocalist. We all had a hand. You're not, okay, I, now that was a shameless plug for all of my people. No, that's okay. That's that, that was my next question since we're talking about it. Let's, let's just get everybody's name in there. But we can, you know, just keep going. Or was that it? Was it, Is there more in the band or was that it? That's the, yes, we have five members and yeah. every one of us had a hand in creating Magical Ride. That's so cool. Written, yeah. The lyrics were written by Jerry Cambry and Terrence Stugas. Gotcha. And Terrence Dugas is uh, the, the lead singer. That's me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how some artists will refer to themselves in the third party, you know, the third person. <laughs> <laughs> Tom does that all the time. Tom thinks it's funny when Tom does that. <laughs> so, so, But this song began with you, Brian, huh? So you had some beats and you had like a... An opening like a melody or a riff or what? Well, I work with other people, and for this band, I play it when I'm understood where we the kind of groups they like and what I like. So I started with something and I brought in, and like Terrence said, it was a big collaboration. I did a song, yeah. did arrangements. Uh, they came in and did some rearrangement, wrote some lyrics to it. We went back and forth. We I had a bass line and a bass line changed maybe three, four, five times before uh -huh. we did it on one. Um, you know, so it was that kind of thing. Collaboration is, you know, writing songs. Sometimes you get the whole song, you do everything. Sometimes you, some I've seen people just come with chord changes. Other people do a beat. So there's no real cookie or uh, process to follow. So for that one, that, that's what we use. Uh, we're working on another song right now, uh, and it's a different process. It's it's like jambalaya. Yeah, everybody yeah. got their own way of doing it, but at the end of the day, it all tastes good. It all tastes good. <laughs> I had a, a guest on that she says she writes a song in a half an hour, and if she can't write it in a half an hour, it's done. She quits. She's done. Goes on to something else. And I had another guy who says, "Well, uh, 
He finally finished a song he started 12 years ago. 12 wow. years ago, man. He sat down and he started noodling around with something on the piano or whatever. And uh, he didn't like it. And then he came back to it every once in a while. He'd visit with it. And then he'd bring it to the band. And it took him 12 years to put the thing together. And I just find it so fascinating that, and some people are like, like this, that's my song. You can't touch it, man. You know? And other people are like, give me all your feedback because I can't do this myself. That seems like the latter. That seems like what you guys did on the song, right? Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Without feelings, we open to constructive criticism. And of course, we had one of the things I admire about this band, I've played in several bands. One of the things that I told them that they're abnormal about, they never want to beat up each other. They actually <laughs> have several conversations and say, okay, well, let's try yours. And then if it doesn't work, then we say, okay, now let's try this. And and sometimes people are like, well, I really want to, but, you know, I'm, I was like, okay, something's wrong with you guys. Well, I think because we're older, too, you know. <laughs> oh, 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 here it comes, here it comes. Now, one thing I think is extremely important uh, about our group is Terrence has only been playing drums about five to seven years. Uh-huh compared to the other musicians that's been in a band that's like myself that's been dabbling in music literally your whole life yeah playing it for decades so you Terrence, know, Terrence did, you, did you just get bored with law review articles and decide i'm just gonna beat the hell out of something so i go get me some <laughs> drums or what actually um the interesting thing about that is that i never thought about playing the drums that happened accidentally my brother-in-law was participating in a talent show and he was just learning to play the guitar. Uh -huh. In order for him to participate in the show, he needed to have a drummer. So he was going to use a backing track. But when I heard it, I said, oh my God, that doesn't sound professional. You need a drummer. Uh -huh. So he said, but I don't, I don't have one. And, and the show is going to be in Denver. I said, I tell you what, Tell me the three songs that you're going to do for this talent show. I'm going to learn how to play the drums for those three songs only. Look at you. You're kidding. And I, so guess what? Even when I took lessons, I explained to the drum instructor, I said, listen, I am too old to learn how to play the drums from the beginning. So I'm not interested in rudiments. <laughs> I'm not interested in learning how to read the music because, that, of course, that's how all teachers present. You have to start at the ground level. So really? um, I said, if you're going to do that, now let me say this. The first month we did do that. We did the rudiments and learning how to read music, but I realized it was going to be a slow process. The talent show was going to happen a month from that point. Yeah, I said, yeah. you can take it like this. This is a deal breaker. I just want to play. So he's okay. Tell you what, let's play. So um, he just showed me a couple of things, and I loved learning that way. So I learned as an adult. I didn't uh -huh. start from the beginning. And um, for what I'm doing it's it's working. So so back to the song then, Magical Ride. Who you wrote the lyrics then, Terrence? I wrote the yes. Um I wrote and uh Jerry Cambry co wrote. So okay. we and he's also one of the vocalists, is that correct? He's a vocalist and guitarist and drummer. When you're not playing drums, he'll step in, is that it, or do you have two sets of drums up there? No, we have one <laughs> I've seen <laughs> Everybody um, off the stage, we just get five sets of drums up here. <laughs> no, we actually swap. So uh -huh. sometimes stage, and when I'm upstage on the microphone, he gets off of the guitar and gets on the drum. Gotcha. And when it's time for someone else, and I actually sometimes uh, sing and play. Some songs I have to sing and play. Mm -hmm. So you're Karen Carpenter is what you're telling me. I wish. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I heard Carpenter, and wow, she's phenomenal. He is. Well, I've heard your voice and you're phenomenal too. And we, and we're going to hear it now because we've been talking about this song for 10 minutes now. This is uh, Terrence in the Fortress and their first song today is called Magical Ride. Your mind, baby. 
Magical Ride from New Orleans. We're with Terrence and the Fortress. We're not at River Ridge Farm, but at River Ridge Farm, it's Vermont's recreational lover's dream, a gorgeous, gorgeous vacation rental nestled in the green mountains of Vermont. Snow ski season's coming up, and River Ridge Farms is a great escape for everything that Vermont has to offer. This historic farmhouse is set atop 16 acres of field with mountainous views, a pasture, a pond, a tree-lined river frontage. Go and enjoy this beautiful spot right in the heart of the Green Mountain State. Along with the multiple nearby ski and mountain resorts, there are breweries, biking trails, hiking trails, and lots of other tourist activities in this spot. Really unique due to the multiple views of the different ranges, plus they have resident farm animals. Talk to the owner, Diana, about coming and have a pet interaction. They have pigs and cows and the family, especially the kids. My grandson really dug this. Or do a farm stay. It's a comfortable modern farmhouse, sleeps 11 guests easily. There's enough space there to throw events like a wild New Year's Eve party or just kick back, relax, and rejuvenate in the beautiful Vermont landscape. Check them out, River Ridge Farm. They're on Facebook. You'll have to find them by searching River Ridge Farms Jeffersonville or go to Airbnb, River Ridge Farm, Vermont. Vermont's recreation lover's dream. We're with Terrence and the Fortress in New Orleans, and uh, you guys don't get a lot of snow down there, do you? No. (laughs) No. So, Terrence, this is basically your band. You're an attorney. For 30 years, you decide you want to do something else, and, and Brian, you... You retired, you want to get back to playing music. So how did you guys meet and how did the band come together? How did you put all the pieces together? In my job, I was a project manager. My, when I retired, project manager, business analyst. Having a legal issue and I called Terrence Amera and uh, she was extremely nice. In fact, she was a little bit too nice. Uh, when I mean, what I mean by that is basically she didn't brush me off and she actually told me she was busy because I later tonight at her house and she would speak with me. And I'm saying, well, it's Friday, you've been working all week. I'll call you Monday. And uh, she was so nice, you know, just a nice person. So uh-huh. she invited me that she was having these musicians come over and just groove at, at her house. And, and she heard that I played keyboard. So she invited me to come and I really didn't want to get involved in anything, but she was so nice. So I said, I'll just go one time because uh-huh. she was so spoke with me. When with my legal problem. Now, she didn't represent me, but we went to the house and I stayed and I went back another day and they would literally play all day long on a Saturday. I'm talking when I say all day long, you know, musicians time, you know, time span, uh, uh, attention span is real short. Well, they would play from 2 o'clock in the afternoon to sometimes 10, 11 o'clock at night. Well, one day I called her and, and she said, oh, we was here until 1.30 or 2 o'clock in the morning. And I said, what? And she's, and I said, well, who's there? And she went down the list. So all the band members stayed with her until 1 o'clock in the morning. The only thing that they didn't have was a uh, keyboard player. So I said, well, wait a minute. If y'all just playing, just jamming that time, just doing nothing, I said, I could make you into a band. I could help you. You know, I, I said, but I don't want to play in the band. I will help you form a band. Oh, look at you. It's like, well, you know, uh, so we formed a band and uh, Terrence and I got heads over how to do things. And I came up with a plan and she bought into the plan. And uh, it wasn't what she anticipated because she wasn't planning on having a band, but she ended up having, she, we thought about everything, the name of the band, Terrence uh-huh. Fortune. Like, it doesn't have to be Terrence. I say, I have a reason for doing that. So we met Terrence in the Fortress. 
uh, I ended up, uh, after a probationary period, I ended up actually joining the band and we put together a plan and we've been executing that plan and been, I would think, fairly successful. So I didn't tell them I was using project management skills to do what I was doing because that would take too long to explain it. So we <laughs> used this process that that's, that uh, project management called Scrum. And that meant I set little bitty projects, little small yeah. increments to get to and accomplish. And we did that really well. But the most amazing thing about the whole thing was, and I tell them this frequently, the fact that we were able to talk and be very civil with each other, actually care about each other. I mean, there was a point I had to have surgery and the band literally threatened to blackmail me if I picked up anything because it was a hernia. They asked me, uh, one of the bass players say, pick it up again. I'm taking a picture and sending it to your wife. It's like, okay. <laughs> Don't want to me. So it can't, it, basically, that's how we came together. We, it was like, like a family now. It's, it's a family, more than a team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. And now you already had people at your house, though, when, when you called Brian over. So you had already been jamming with some people, Terrence, right? Yes, yes. Um, honestly, we had about maybe 10, 10 people, about 10, about 10 musicians. And uh, some of the musicians were are, are, uh, renowned, like Guitar Slim Jr. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's um, one of the best guitar players in New Orleans. We had Noel Carter, who's a keyboardist. He was the band director for, um, what's the name of the group? Uh, Side the Sidemen. Side Side so uh, then we had Percy Williams, who's a trumpeter for Irma Thomas. So we had some pretty powerhouses in the house but well, but you had no experience in a band so how did you lure these guys in how'd you say hey i got no experience doing anything because uh, <laughs> i should have said when i met her the first time look when i met her the first time i say i told her i said okay let me get this straight so you bribing these guys with you i mean when when i, when I say she would she would put like crab meat Crepes and I mean not little things, not finger food. I mean like uh -huh. like real food. And I was like, oh, so you bribe these guys? Come <laughs> here. And she said, no, pretty much though. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so do you cook too, Terrence? Or you cook too? I do cook. Yes, she I cooks do. every rehearsal. Yeah, that's yeah. something. I had my band in St. Louis. We would do that. I'd barbecue, or I, you know. When that always make a big pot of jambalaya or some gumbo or something, I'd say, guys, come early, we're going to eat. Or, or sometimes as simple as making pizza or ordering pizza, but I usually had food for the boys because if you ain't feeding them, man, they, they get angry real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when people take their time out of their lives, and I mean, they allow me to play because, I mean, I was like a real, real beginner. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, they stay hours why not that's the least i could do to make sure everybody's comfortable i mean they were there i was i was benefiting so why not give something back that's small i'm gonna go somewhere with this terrence and, and so so if it sounds like a weird question were you a litigator or a researcher litigator see that's what i thought because somehow you learn to present yourself in front of people without being afraid and you've got this gift that god gave you with this voice you've got a beautiful voice and for Thank someone you. who you know doesn't would you say at the beginning that it, it, it'd be hard to do an interview because you don't like talking about yourself but you're not having a problem here and i got thinking now what let's put all that together and what's that come out to i think when you're a litigator you're in front of people you've got to perform that is true you're just performing a different way this time you're presenting music like yes uh, and i guess um, that's this, this i guess that's that's just how you roll. That's how I roll. Well, you know, one of the judges, um, 
told me one day when I told him I, I had a band, he said, you know, I always believe that lawyers are frustrated actors and, and performers. Yeah, that's funny. Now, the reason I said that's how you roll, because that's the next song we're going to talk about here. And the song is called okay. That's How We Rolled. Uh, let's let's hear the genesis of that one. Terrence, did you come up with that one or somebody else come up with that or what? Oh, that is all Brian Toval's baby and genius. Yeah. Uh, that song, I loved it the moment I heard it. Because if you listen to the words, I, I, I jokingly say that you don't really need to have a concierge. If you're a tourist coming to New Orleans, mm -hmm. into that song, it'll tell you everything about New Orleans, what to hear, what to taste, what to see. It'll tantalize all of your senses. You, I mean, and, and it gives you a history of New Orleans. It tells you about the Louis, I mean, all of the musicians, the, the saints, the, the, I mean, every, the pelicans, yeah. everything about New Orleans, the food. I think Brian can tell you about it. I, I I loved it from the moment. I'm just I'm honored to be a part of it, to be able to perform it. Well, you do a great job of performing it, but I got to tell you, Brian, you wrote this piece. This is a gem, man. This thing, this thing could go yes. down in history. I had I played this song five times today. Just walk around and listen because yep. it it's it's just it's just good music. You know what I mean? Like there's songs, there's songs, but then there's good music, and this is good music. Because it all comes right. together so well, right. so tight. Right. Did you do that? Uh, basically, that's one of those times, like I say, that jambalaya thing, no no kind of uh, written in stone process. That was something that basically I had a baseline for and everything else just flowed naturally. It didn't take me too long to put everything together. The song is the, the you know, you always have stuff you want to go back and do again. Uh, uh -huh. But this song is kind of was meant to be kind of loose get the Mardi Gras sound or uh, a uh, synthesis of the new technologies and, but trying to establish and keep that Sam groove, you know? So it's, yeah. it's, it felt perfectly for me because I like the science and I like the creative stuff. So I like computers and I like music, both of them, like I've written programs and, and done development work. You get to the bottom line, but how you get to the bottom line, that's where the creativity, the imagination comes in. Yeah. Uh, and when I met Terrence, and Terrence just fell in love with the song, and I was like, yeah, but and she said, no, this is the song. No, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got, and I was like, okay, but we got to do the song. <laughs> okay, we will do the song. <laughs> I told him that I'm determined to make this song the New, Nor New Orleans anthem. It's, I'll determined. tell you what, it's, it's got like, and you just said it best right right there, uh, Brian. You said it best because you've got the old traditional New Orleans sound, but you've got contemporary flavors in there, you know? Right. And you put, you, it's like bringing two worlds together. And that's what makes it a good song, not just good music or good music, not just a good song, you know? Right. Right. I say that's how we try to move in the future when we develop an original songs. It's like not, not, because sometimes people want to, step away from that history yeah well we want to include who we are our personalities the history but we also want to keep it keep it real and move to the future so we terrence and i were talking this morning about technology and how you know sometimes musicians turn away from it but we're trying to embrace it because we think that gives us that extends our senses in a different way so that we can actually get that music or that creativity out and put it in a form where people can enjoy can enjoy it. You uh, watch the show on Netflix called Hip Hop Revolution by any chance, or Hip Hop Evolution? Have you seen that by any chance? 
I haven't. I have not. What's interesting is how I can see what's going to happen in that genre, that realm of music. So it's going to go full circle, and they're going to start doing like Robert Johnson stuff, you know, and yeah, and, and stuff like this. They're going to start incorporating some old school into contemporary stuff with uh with all today's technology and all the layering and all the stuff that they do today but have it yeah. backtracked with music from way back. I could see that yeah. happening because it's still yeah. fresh. It's still fresh, you know? Right. And, it's, and if it's good, why not? It's exactly. No expiration date on good music. <laughs> well, you know, that's how you roll, right? And that's the song. That's how we roll. Terrence and the Fortress on the Music of America podcast. Yeah. Round it. 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 Round it
That's how we roll. Terrence in the Fortress from New Orleans, and I'm your host, Tom Pollard, here on the Music of America podcast. Founded in 1999, Jazz Generation is a jazz education performance initiative that creates playing opportunities for children and adults in New York through three different programs. Those programs are the Jazz Standard Discovery Program, the Jazz Standard Youth Orchestra, and since 2014, Heat Up. It's an anti-poverty program offering services that support professional jazz artists in their performing careers while revitalizing local businesses. All these programs are intended to develop a new generation of public audiences and performers. Well, Keyed Up is the one I talk about the most. It's their most recent program that started in 2014. It started by rescuing pianos that were destined for the dumpsters and positioning them into smaller venues, you know, like a, a little mom and pop bakery a coffee shop, a library, a bookstore. Then they asked the venue to chip in what they could, and then Jazz Generation covers the rest of the musician's compensation. So they might only be able to kick in like 20 bucks, but then Jazz Generation kicks in the rest. That way they're promoting jazz, they're supporting the artists, and it's not falling entirely on the venue. It's a really, really cool idea. Jazz Generation out of New York. Check them out. If you're into jazz, if you're into New York, you really need to help support this organization. They're well worth it. Jazzgeneration.com. It might be jazzgeneration.org, but if you just Google Jazz Generation New York, you'll find it. So Terrence in the Fortress is our guest today. And uh, the last song we're going to talk about, we were talking about this off off mic here. Uh, When artists send me songs, I look at the titles and I try and figure out what the song may or may not be. And then if it's a title of a song I recognize, I listen to it to see how closely this ramps up to the version of the song that I remember. The last song we're doing is called That's the Way Love Goes. Now, back when I was in radio, I worked in country radio. I worked in variety formats. But when I was in country radio, Mickey Gilly, the country singer, had a version of this called That's the Way Love Goes. So I wanted to hear, after hearing a magical ride and that's how we roll i wanted to see how terrence and the fortress were going to take this country song and and make it their own and it's <laughs> not <laughs> it it's so is not so terrence tell us about that song that's not your song and it's not mickey gilly's song right it's a janet jackson song and it's a real popular one and we just love it so we decided to cover it uh-huh. And you guys don't do a lot of covers, though. Or, or do you do, do 
do you do a blend? We do a blend. Okay. It's a blend. Okay. And why that one? What what struck you about that song? What is it that's magical to you? Because it, it, you, you're like an angel on that song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we, we said that. Uh, yes. so we just, yeah. I didn't even realize. Yeah. Um, we just yeah. like the, oh, the song. The music is beautiful. You know, Janet's voice is just the sweetest. So, um, you know, we just thought that's the way love goes. And we love, as a matter of fact, we love to sing about love. Oh, yeah? Yes. Um, I was just thinking about our repertoire. And we often joke sometimes during performances and rehearsals. We talk about love. I mean, we, we've we done Teddy Pendergrass, oh. love, and love songs. Oh, uh, Joe Cocker love songs. Joe Cocker love songs. Yeah. Um, B.B. King loves songs. Yeah. What's the lady, the Lost Cause? Uh, oh, Billie Eilish. Billie, Billie Eilish. Wow. Uh, we've done a, a, a lot. We, we have songs for getting together and breaking up. We just recently played an anniversary where we did a song that we thought was a little different, but uh, they met on Angie. The song Angie by the Stone. By the Rose yeah, by the Rose Stones. We played that. Yeah, so we played that song for the anniversary. And when we learned it, we didn't know the lyrics. And it was like, okay, this is an anniversary for this song, but that's what it meant. And this is a song about somebody leaving the love. And it's like, Y'all, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a sweet breakup song. And we were like, wow, why do they want to play this on the anniversary? But they maybe wanted it. They wanted it. And we're like, maybe we should make an announcement to their guests that this is really not going <laughs> to <laughs> so it's not prophetic. <laughs> funny. So that was different, but that, but they enjoyed it. They loved it, and uh, and I thought about it. You know, there's some things when you fall in love that's just, you know, that was the song that they met on. It's well, that's be, what the poets write about, man. It's about love. You know? Yeah, it's all about love. Yeah. So, do you do the arrangements when you hear uh, when you decide to do a cover? Like in this case, you decide to do a cover. Then, Brian, does that fall on you? Or is this another corroboration where we all say, hey, man, we want to do this song because Terrence wants to sing this song because she can sing the hell out of it. And then, uh, or, or how does that come about? Or does somebody else come up with the idea and say, hey, Terrence, can you cover this song? Let's do this. And you say, yeah, I'll give it a shot. How does that work? Oh, uh, basically, it's a collaboration. Now, I'll admit that in the beginning, I brought a lot of material because we were trying to build a repertoire. But right. then. Uh, I'll bring a song, but I don't bring a song and say, this is written in stone, this is the arrangement. We all work together, we'll change the arrangement. And sometimes we'll do multiple arrangements because we're not sure which one we're going to use. At the end of the day, Terrence decides uh, okay. what we do. And that's by design. And that's to keep down uh, somebody. I always felt that you have to have a leader. You can't do everything by, you can't produce by committee. You can't run right. a band by. Somebody needs to have the vision. And basically, that's Terrence. And I'm kind of the, the guy that says, okay, Terrence is what I would call a product owner. I'm what I, the scrum master who makes sure the product owner gets what they want. And the band is the development team. So I'll bring it, hey, Terrence wants to sing this song. Let's work it out for her. And then she'll come and say, okay, I like this. I don't like this. And I'll fight with her, and then she'll win every time. And then we'll do it. <laughs> See, I, I'm hearing this like The Sopranos, the TV show The Sopranos. And you're Tony Soprano, and she's Uncle June. So she's the figurehead, but you actually run the family. Yeah, ah, yeah. he got that. Kind of. Oh, so he... you're the one behind 
Like she's the she's the man behind the curtain in Oz, but you're the one that's pulling the strings on the man behind she the curtain. We always oh, use that example. She's that exact example that she uses. That's I, funny. Well, you know, you know what they say: great creative minds think alike, right? Uh, I always tell her she has the uh, she has the charisma and the personality that I just simply lack. And she'll put me. And sometimes I'll tell a band, I, I say, Terrence is like too nice. She won't let me get you. <laughs> <laughs> and then they say, nah, she really care for you guys. I say, because she will not turn me loose. Man, I want to go and knock somebody on the head. She's like, you can't do that. Sit down and go back to your room. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's like, mom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's, she's, she's pretty cool. She's good people. That's good. So, what the, let me ask you this what the, what's the most innovative cover that you've done something with? You know, like it starts like this, but it ends up like this. That's the way of the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jamaica Funk is, yeah, Jamaica Funk is uh, uh, something. That, now, this is totally Terrence. This is 100% Terrence. I want to do the song, but Terrence rearranged the song. So uh, we had Jamaican Funk by, uh, what's his name is? Uh, Brown, I think his last name Brown. But we had that combined with Parliament, with with, with uh, 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 George Clinton. So we mm -hmm. do Parliament and Jamaican folk together. Oh, yeah? So we, I would we, love to hear that. We just break. I was, I might have that on 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 a video or something like that. Might, I, I'll see if I have it. But we actually come in and we play that song and we start off with the beginning and introduction, like we're going into Jamaican folk. And before we get to Jamaican folk in the song, we branch off into some parliament. And then we do the Jamaican folk song. Then we branch off to some more parliament. Then we go back oh, yeah. to the song on Jamaican folk. How cool is that? So this is a cover. That's the way love goes. Right? Yes. Right. Yes. Janet Jackson, but such a different take because it's Terrence and the Fortress here on the Music of America podcast. Maybe I got on what you like 
Come closer, baby, closer. Reach out and feel my body. I'm gonna give you all my love. Oh, sugar, don't you hurry. You got me here all night. Close your eyes and hold on tight. I'm gonna take you places you've never been before, and you'll be so happy that you came. Ooh, I'm gonna take you there. Ooh, that's the way love goes. That's the way love goes. The way love goes Ooh, that's the way love goes 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 It goes, it goes Ooh, that's the way love goes in the fortress from new orleans and that's the way love goes kids this is the the last segment of the show we call shameless self-promotion so we've been talking a lot of stories now let's talk about you how do we support you where do we find you where do we find your music what shows are coming up what merch do you have to sell and how do we buy that go all right so we're facebook you can find us under terrence that's t-e-r-r with an e-n-c-e Terrence, T-E-R-R-E-N-C, and the Fortress Band. So um, if you go to the webpage, you can also find us on the internet, TerrenceAndTheFortress.com. I mean, it's so easy. Everything is Terrence and the Fortress. You can also find us on YouTube. You can see some of our performances from previous uh, um, commitments, previous gigs. And uh, as far as upcoming events, we're going to do an event on the corner of Lock and Marity. It's called Steak Night. 
and it is for a neighborhood association. It's free to the public. Um, uh, for those in, in New Orleans, if they're wishing to attend, it's like $20, but you have to get in touch with the Lake Oaks Neighborhood Association. Also, on the 28th of this month, we will be at Madam Vic's at 8 o'clock till 11. It is right, 8 to 11. Yeah. 8 to 11, uh, Saturday, October 8th. So um, please come out. We'd like to say a, give a huge thank you to everyone who has supported Terrence in the Fortress. And th that list is like a mile long. We yeah. have so many people, friends and family who are supportive of us. And we, we appreciate everything. And, and real quick, you said October 8th, but it's October 28th, correct? Or 28th, yeah, correct. Okay, okay. just want to be sure I got that right. So I won't be there, but, <laughs> but I will be there. I will be there in December and I want to catch you all. And uh, oh. let's meet up and and uh, let's make this real. I'd love to and meet y'all, meet the whole band. I did forget to mention that we're also going to be at the Jazz Museum, but we don't have a date yet. Um, so if I can kind of amend this podcast to include the date once I get it. Well, I'd they'll, they'll find it. They'll find it through your Facebook or through your website, okay. which is TerrenceAndTheFortress.com. Yes. Cool. Yes. Uh, I enjoyed it both. Thank you so much, Brian and Terrence. Our guests were Terrence in the Fortress from New Orleans and the Music of America podcast. Up next, a regular in New Orleans, Jim Lockwood. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.